Hey, everybody, get ready for an informative episode from Parents' Rights in Education. I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and I'm looking forward to our time together. We stand and defend the fundamental rights of all parents to raise their children and firmly believe children belong to their families, not the state, not the teachers, the teachers' union, or any other bureaucrat. I invite you to visit our website, parentsrightsined.com. Sign up to receive our news alerts. Like our Facebook page. Join or form a Parents' Rights and Education affiliate chapter. Making your voice heard is always easier with others. Just grab a couple friends and you're there. We will help with training, information, branding, and contact referrals. Let's start a Facebook group for you. Submit the chapter inquiry form on our website, parentsrightsined.com. Hey everybody, this is Suzanne Gallagher. This is part five of Social Emotional Learning, UN Plans to Shape Your Child's Personality. I am sharing with you a white paper that was published in March of 2019 titled K-12 Education as the New Age Nanny State by Karen Ephraim, MD, and Jane Robbins, JD. A link to their document is provided in our podcast notes. Thank you for using this resource to learn more about social-emotional learning. We are halfway through our journey. I have to admit, I wondered if this issue was worth devoting nine Parents' Rights Now episodes to. So I analyzed the remaining content covered in New Age Nanny State with a critical eye. I asked myself, is it too much? Will I lose our followers? Is all this information relevant? Well, if your children are important to you, it's not too much. And it certainly is not irrelevant. And honestly, I don't think I'm going to lose any of you because you want to know what is going on in your child's classroom. And you need to know everything there is about social-emotional learning and why it is so dangerous. The topics covered in this episode are SEL Goes Global, the GRIT movement, and social-emotional learning and competency-based education. SEL is now a global phenomenon. For example, in 2017, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, OECD, launched its study on social and emotional skills, SSES. OECD has long administered the Program for International Student Assessment, or PISA, test to measure academic knowledge but now is branching out into methods of measuring and shaping, get this, students' personalities. The SSES will analyze two cohorts of students at ages 10 and 15 to determine what socioeconomic skills they have and should have and to develop international instruments to measure such skills. 
the extraordinarily intrusive study will survey students, parents, teachers, and education administrators to gather data on children's social-emotional skills, family background, child's performance, home learning environment, parent-child relationship, parental style, learning activities, and parents' own attitudes and opinion. There is little acknowledgement of the credibility problems inherent in such surveys. Will parents pass judgment on their own parenting skills by honestly evaluating their children? SSES will also analyze information from students' interaction with online instruments to surveil, quote, what people do think or feel when interacting with and responding to the item or task. Regardless of its reliability, the mountains of data from the study will be crunched to produce assessments, perhaps to be linked to PISA and other OECD academic assessments. The goal is to measure students' performance in the five broad domains, known to psychologists as the Big Five model of emotional regulation, emotional stability, engaging with others, extroversion, collaboration, agreeableness, task performance, conscientiousness, and open-mindedness. These were the same personality traits assessed by Facebook and Cambridge Analytica in their controversial partnership that data-mined Facebook users during the 2012 and 2016 presidential campaigns. On the theory that such traits are malleable and can be taught, SSES aims to determine how to mold students into people most useful to the government and to the economy. Analysis by the Middle East North African Financial Network, or MENIFIN, reported that OECD's reasoning for developing, quote, the test is that social and emotional skills are important predictors of educational progress and future workplace performance. Large-scale personality data is therefore presumed by the OECD to be predictive of a country's potential social and economic progress, unquote. The Menefin further discussed potential results of OECD's SEL push. The organization is seeking to measure student personality to gather policy-relevant insights for participating countries. The inevitable consequence in countries with disappointing results will be new policies and interventions to improve students' personalities to ensure competitiveness in the global race. Just as PISA has influenced a global market in products to support the skills tested by the assessment, the same is now occurring around social-emotional learning and personality development, unquote. OECD is also working to implement a similar assessment for the preschool age group. That just got my attention. The International Early Learning Study being piloted in partnership with the U.S. National Center for Education Statistics, seeks to focus on young children and their cognitive and non-cognitive skills and competencies as they transition to primary school. The International Early Learning Study, or IELS, is designed to examine children's early learning and development in a broad range of domains, including social-emotional skills as well as cognitive skills. 
the relationship between children's early learning and children's participation in early childhood education and care, ECEC, the role of contextual factors, including children's individual characteristics and their home backgrounds and experiences in promoting young children's growth and development, and how early learning varies across and within countries prior to beginning primary school. In 2018, in the participating countries, including the United States, the IELS will assess nationally representative samples of children ages five to five and a half years in kindergarten in the United States through direct and indirect measures and will collect contextual data about their home learning environments, ECEC histories, and demographic characteristics. This description makes it clear that these assessments represent an expansion of student surveillance beyond the school and into the home and family life. Noteworthy also is the admission that the sensitive data gathered from this surveillance will be used to impose government-favored SEL standards and skills on families. Policymakers, teachers, parents, and researchers can help expand children's growth potential by actively engaging in skill development within the domains that they are responsible for. However, given that, quote, skills beget skills, unquote, education policies and programs need to ensure coherence across learning contexts, such as family, school, and the community, and stages of school progression, such as across primary, lower, secondary, and upper secondary schooling. This is an important way to maximize the returns to skills investment over the life cycle. This adoption of psychological frameworks, quote, appears to represent a therapeutic shift in OECD focus and its target being the development of emotionally stable individuals who can cope with intellectual challenge and real world problems, unquote. SSES aims to, quote, capture the whole range of cross-cultural human behavior and emotions in discrete, quantifiable categories, unquote. The United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, UNESCO, is closely following the OECD study. UNESCO, through its International Institute for Educational Planning, or IIEP, views SEL as an important factor in the UN's fourth Sustainable Development Goal for Education. In discussing the OECD study, IIEP declared that measurement of these social-emotional skills need to be part of assessments to ensure that all children and youth develop these crucial skills which will help them adapt quickly and successfully to an uncertain future, unquote. Similarly, back in the U.S., the Aspen Commission final report advocates, quote, partnerships between schools, families, and community organizations to support healthy learning and development in and out of school, unquote. It appears that all of these organizations are on the same page in wanting government to mold and monitor the SEL status and capabilities 
of children in every area of their lives. Discussing problems with the OECD SEL assessments, Menefin noted the problems of academic dilution and overconcern with data. Quote, it risks reframing public education in terms of personality modification, driven by the political race for future economic advantage, rather than the pursuit of meaningful knowledge and understanding. It treats children as little indicators of future labor markets and may distract teachers from other curriculum aims, unquote. Also, quote, as education consultant Joe Nutt wrote in the Times Educational Supplement last year, if you make data generation the goal of education, then data is what you will get, not quality teaching, unquote. Early childhood experts from at least 25 different nations oppose OECD's IELS questioning, quote, whether political and corporate profit interests are being privileged over valid research, children's rights, and meaningful evaluation, unquote. They also argue that the motives and interests driving international standardized assessment and its underlying assumptions need to be questioned at all levels. They disagree with an approach that conceptualizes and instrumentalizes early childhood education and care, mainly as preparation for the following stages of formal education and as tool for achieving long-term economic outcomes, which are in itself questionable or unsubstantiated. One of the SEL attributes receiving much attention from the federal government, employers, and researchers is that of, quote, grit, unquote. Angela Duckworth, an associate professor of psychology at the University of Pennsylvania, has become famous for her advocacy of teaching grit and other positive social-emotional skills as a way of improving student achievement. She defines grit in her 2016 book on the subject as a, quote, combination of passion and perseverance, unquote. Duckworth describes multiple cases of how grit helped both famous and ordinary people achieve noteworthy accomplishments. She also explains how grit and persistence can be personally achieved and how they can be taught. As a former teacher, she argues that grit and other social-emotional traits improve academic achievement. The federal government has so embraced the grit movement that USED's Office of Technology wrote an entire draft report on the subject. This report divined grit as follows. Perseverance to accomplish long-term or higher-order goals in the face of challenges and setbacks, engaging the student's psychological resources, such as their academic mindsets, effortful control, and strategies and tactics. Interviewing and citing Duckworth multiple times, the federal report showed a strong belief in inculcating these qualities in students and measuring their presence or absence in some way. The assessment methods embraced by the federal government in this report are worthy of science fiction. The word, quote, consent, unquote, does not appear in that federal report. 
I am not a psychologist, but my observation of grit is, although an enviable quality, cannot be taught because it depends on a deep and unrelenting desire to achieve. How typical of government bureaucracies to try to measure grit. SEL is becoming a key component of the personalized learning or competency-based education, or CBE, craze. CBE digitally documents the attainment of various skills, including SEL skills, to declare that a student has achieved certain competencies or is ready to move on in his personalized learning path. The term personalized doesn't imply more attention from a teacher. Rather, much of the learning takes place in front of a computer screen using embedded assessments that perform, quote, effective computing with human teachers, if present at all, acting as monitors. The CBE model represents a merger of Common Core and SEL, as indicated by the American School Counselor Association in a 2014 paper, Mindsets and Behaviors, align with specific standards from the Common Core State Standards through connections at the competency level. In fact, some education observers view the Common Core Standards as data tags in this emerging education system. Forbes columnist and former teacher Peter Green explained, We know from our friends at Newton whose CEO said that the software collects 5 to 10 million actionable data points per student per day, based on digitized Pearson Common Core-aligned curriculum, what the grand design is, a system in which student progress is mapped down to the atomic level. Atomic level means test by test, assignment by assignment, sentence by sentence, and item by item. We want to enter every single thing a student does into the big data bank, but that will only work if we're all using the same set of tags. We've been saying common core state standards are limited because the standards were written around what can be tested. That's not exactly correct. The standards have been written around what can be tracked, The standards aren't just about defining what should be taught. They're about cataloging what students have done. Indeed, CASEL itself describes desirable social-emotional traits as competencies, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationship skills, and responsible decision-making. Or in Green's parlance, data tags. So the digital technology used to assess competencies in academic subjects will be employed to do the same with respect to SEL. This raises a multitude of questions about SEL subjectivity, measurement, data collection, use of SEL data to affect accountability for teachers and schools, and future effects on students. For instance, if students fail to meet subjective SEL standards, perhaps as measured by a federally funded, federally supervised national test or another test such as the ACT, 
ACT, which is currently developing an assessment of behavioral skills. Will that data in their longitudinal files eventually suggest to employers or colleges that they are somehow personally, socially, or ethically deficient? Will a future Einstein be rejected because of his results on such a subjective assessment? But first, let us examine the alleged scientific basis for the value of SEL. Join me next time for part six of Social Emotional Learning, No Scientific Proof. I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and this is Parents' Rights Now. Please forward this to your friends. Do you know any parents who don't have any time to read lengthy emails? That's what the podcast is for. You have complete control over your access to this information. And you can share it. Share, share, share. Please send it to your friends and invite them to subscribe to Parents' Rights Now. Don't forget to register for the Northwest Safe School Summit. Featuring Walt Heyer, Heidi St. John, Bernadette Broyles Esquire, and Rebecca Friedrichs. Check out events on our website. Parents' Rights in Education is a tax-deductible, non-profit organization. We rely solely on your contributions. Help stop sexualization of our students in public schools. Together, we can do this. See you next time to learn more about parents' rights now.